It's Thursday, which means Thursday night football. Are the Minnesota Vikings heading into this matchup to go 0-2? If so, are they trending backwards from 2022 to 2023? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You already know where you can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as, as well as the host of the Locked On well, I don't even got the hat turned around, but locked on Clemson football podcast. And you already know that you where you can find that podcast and on YouTube as well. But guys, thank y'all for making locked on NFL draft your first listen today and every day. Uh, thank y'all for being our everydayers, man. And I got my guy, Keith. You already know Mr. LSU, Mr. Football himself, the champ is here. You guys can follow him on Twitter at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man. And DP said it, what, 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? Myself, DP, man, we're here to bring you that championship-level content each and every single day, 24-7, 365. This is where you tap in for everything NFL draft-related, right? We cover it all from high school to college to football. We do it all to college to the NFL, I'm sorry. We do it all. So let's get this thing started. DP, on today's slate, man, we're talking Eagles versus Vikings today, right? We have the biggest storylines. We're talking about which impact prospects to watch because we have injuries. When injuries happen, what happens? Young guys have to stop, step up. That's why we say the draft always matters, man. And then we're going to do what we all always do man give a little game prediction we know that this was a blowout last year this was a blowout a primetime blowout last year but we're gonna give a little game prediction to see if we throw a little curveball in there dp before we get this thing started man why don't you hit on with our title sponsor this crossover thursday episode of locked on nfl draft is brought to you by prize picks it is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use the promo code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. biggest storyline guys and, and and i think one of the main things right now that i'm looking at keith like you said last year this matchup was a blowout well you know that, this is a team that really had a good season in 2022 with the Minnesota Vikings. They did. But they just lost to Baker Mayfield in his first start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that we feel like is tanking or well, making that decision they were tanking. If The, the, the storyline I'm looking at, Keith, is if they lose this game, the Minnesota Vikings, you go 0-2 to start the season. Are they trending backwards? That's a good question. And what that was yesterday's podcast, the day before yesterday's podcast, when I talked about the Packers winning the NFC North, right? And I talked about yeah. the reason I said that was because of the Bears. You can go ahead and throw the Vikings in that equation too, right? Because there's no reason why you lose to the Tampa Bay Bucks in that fashion. I believe that they were up on the Tampa Bay Bucks also. Um, and, and, and the, the Bucks came back. So there's no reason why you you lose to that team of uh, being a Minnesota Vikings DP. I think it's it's trending backwards, right? But in it's this was going to hurt a little bit more for the Minnesota Vikings because I don't think that it was a 
a predetermined setback, right? I think they tried to evolve this offense, and we're going to talk about a draft prospect, right, with Jordan Addison. And Jordan Addison showed up. We, we said it. We really like him in this Minnesota Vikings offense, right, opposite of Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson in this offense, right, and Kirk Cousins. If he hasn't shown anything else, he's going to throw for a lot of yards. He's going to throw for a lot of yards, and he's going to feed his wide receiver. So we know that Jordan Addison is going to be productive. DP, I view this, this move for them – as taking a step forward from the perspective of, okay, we're drafting Jordan Addison, we're just going to become more explosive and pass the ball even more, right? Almost like, a, in a way, kind of doubling down on what we do, right? Like, if y'all going to key in on Justin Jefferson, we're going to go get another wide receiver because what they did was they traded out kind of Jordan Addison for Delvin Cook, right? As far as they don't play the same position, but as far as the productivity part, right? Like, okay, we're going to try to compensate for Delvin Cook being gone by drafting a wide receiver and, you know, hoping that he can be that second playmaker to Justin Jefferson in his offense, DP. So I, what, what stands out to me, and I want to get your take on this, is that they can be 0-2. The question is, can they recover, right? Like, and that's why you can't lose the game against the Bucks because then you have to play the Eagles, right, which is a, a good football team. So my question is, can they recover from 0-2? When you look at this roster, you look at the young guys, you look at the key contributors, can they recover from 0-2? I think I think it's I think it's tough, man. Because key, I'm gonna tell you the most alarming thing. Now, and some people may say because it's a Tampa Bay Bucks defense. Keith, like you talked about, they they basically traded in Dalvin Cook for Jordan Addison, essentially. Keith, they they ran six their ball 16 times, 41 yards. 2.6 yards per carry. Kirk Cousins. That's not going to cut it. That is not going to cut it. Right? Kirk Cousins out here throwing the ball 40, what, 44 times? 44 times? Right? And, and I think Justin Jefferson was cooking up, like, through the first half. I think majority of his yards were through the first half of the game. And in the second half, it seemed like they were able to kind of slow him down and everything like that. So, like, Jordan Addison had the, the big the, the big touchdown catch and everything. But even the passing game, 344 yards, 150 of that, it, it, you know, came from Justin Jefferson himself. But, Keith, so I, I think it's – not saying that it's impossible, but I do have some trepidation, some 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 worries about them being able to bounce back because, Keith, I'm going to tell you the other thing that, that really bothered me in that – you know, watching that game and, 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 even, and everything else. 12 pressures, six hurries – Five QB hits in the sack. Ed Ingram, Keith, your boy from LSU, I, who I liked. Uh-oh. We both like. You, you got to watch what you say, DP. You got to watch what you say, man. Listen, Ed, <laughs> bro, it was rough last year. Ed, per PFF, Ed was, was, was charted for four pressures, two of those hurries, one of the QB hits, and a sack. So it's like he's it's like he's almost doubling down on the bad performance he gave last year. So right. I'm just like, I, I do have some concerns with that offensive line on the right side, being able to protect him. And now going into this game, that goes into the second, the kind of second storyline, the injuries on both sides of the ball, Keith on both sides of the ball, Nicobe Dean going to IR, right? So, you know, you got Nicobe Dean going to IR. Um, What's the starting corner name? Uh, Bradbury. Bradbury. He's out this game. So, you know. That's the, that's like, the Philadelphia Eagles defense, right? Yeah, for the Philadelphia and, Eagles. And then when but, you look at the, and I, I was looking at the, the, I think what's it, Bradbury, the uh, the up the center for yeah, the um, center, Garrett Bradbury. Garrett is, Bradbury, he's, he's out. out so they're starting a new center for the, for the Eagles. And I'm like, wait a minute, y'all had trouble protecting Kurt like against that Tampa Bay D line. The Eagles D line has dudes like 
right. about ten of them. A so like, I, in terms of can they rebound from this? I have I, I don't know, man. I, I have some real concerns, Keith, about their ability to run the ball and protect their quarterback, and their defense hasn't like hasn't shown anything yet either. You just lost to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, so I I, I would go with that DP, and and we talked about this yesterday. Young guys gonna have to show up, right? And and unfortunately, over the past. I think two drafts, right? They haven't had the full allotment of draft picks, right? Because they traded away some things. And and so this past draft, right, that was Jay Ward, Jaquel, and Roy, right? Then the year before that, that's Brian Asamoah, um, you know, and a couple other guys, Ty Chandler, right, who they drafted late at the running back position. Mm-hmm. So the, the young guys, once again, they're going to have to step up. And I hope that, you know, our listeners are, are understanding the reason we do this locked on NFL draft pro- podcast is because it always plays itself forward into the NFL season, right? These young guys end up playing. These third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounders, they end up playing because the NFL season is a war of attrition. Now it's just a matter of whose attrition gets activated earlier, right? And the Vikings, like you talked about, this center being out, right? And then now, you know, because you, you look at Lewis Sign, and I believe he's healthy for this game, DP, but, you know, that that's always something that you have to worry about with Lewis Sign. And then, like I said, you, you have that tandem of him, Jay Ward, you know, what are they going to do on the back end of the defense? Andrew and, you know, Booth Jr. Yeah, and, Andrew right. Booth Jr. And, 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 and that such. So it's definitely a lot going on with the Minnesota Vikings. DP, you hinted at it already, and I want to give them and spin a segment on it, right? And that's the Philadelphia Eagles because you talk about injuries. They have injuries. They they have a couple of them that occurred already, and we're talking about key names that we thought were going to contribute early. So we want to see what are the Philadelphia Eagles going to do moving forward as they try to overcome these injuries. Week two, we know the Vikings can put up points, so how are they going to defend the Minnesota Vikings? So coming up next, we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, their injury report, and what young players are going to have to step in and step up. With storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on overseas travel and supply chain issues, we need to be prepared now more than ever. Guys, Jace Medical is the way to go. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during unexpected times. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code locked on at checkout. And you all you got to do is go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Duffy Eagles, Keith, looking at their 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 injury report, talked about Nicobe Dean being out, James Bradbury being out, safety Reed Blankenship hasn't didn't practice, I think, all week. He's dealing with a rib injury. Kenneth Gainwell uh, is not expected to play on a short week, and he was, I think, their top RB for the week uh, because, you know, looking at, like, DeAndre Swift, uh uh, they got Boston Scott and Rashad Penny, who's supposed to be active for this game. Penny was inactive last game. Then you had Boston Scott and, and DeAndre Swift, and they saw minimal action. So it's going to be like they have to figure some stuff out. And, and talking about prospects to watch, Sidney Brown at safety, right? And then to, to, for me, Keith, Josh Job at corner. 
two guys, two young guys who are going to have to step up in this game against a team that clearly, for the Minnesota Vikings, is going to have to pass the football. Yeah, no, I, I agree, DP. They, they, they're going to throw the football. And even last year, right, with the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's what's going to make this an interesting dynamic, that if I feel like if the Vikings can find a way to block, right, the weak point of this defense even last year was what? The secondary, right? So mm-hmm. those young guys are going to have to contribute. And I'd be interested to, to see which guys they give run to, right? Like when you, Because obviously Darius Slay will be on one side, but you, like you said, you have a Josh Job, you have a Vontae Maddox, you have Keely Ringo, Elias Ricks, right? Like which which young guy do they say, okay, it's, it's week two, but we got to throw you in there, right? Week, week two on a short week. So some of these guys have been on a 53-man roster, for not long at all right they've only went through one nfl game and they didn't even get a full week of preparation for the next week before they're thrown out there into the next nfl game against one of the best passing attacks dp so i think for me that's going to be interesting um can i transition also nicobe dean right being on the ir um for the philadelphia eagles so he's going to be out multiple weeks but he's not playing in this game and then fletcher cox he's listed as questionable he's been limited at practice so he's listening at questionable and they're you know, who knows if he goes or not. But I think, DP, that's going to make for an interesting conversation because now you're talking about right up the middle of the defense, right? You're talking about safety, Reed Blankenship. Then second level is N'Kobe Dean. Then on that D-line is Fletcher Cox. So the Philadelphia Eagles, this this is going to be interesting to see how they handle these injuries early. 100%. When you look at Zach Cunningham and Christian Ellis, those will be two linebackers that have to step up and make plays for this Philadelphia Eagles offense. I mean, defense, Keith, because – at the end of the day, when you have a TJ Hawkinson at, at, at tight end and you know that they that the Vikings don't mind running crossers because Kevin O'Connell comes from that, was it Sean McVay-style offense and everything? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know that they'll stretch you horizontally and put pressure on you that way, give you eye candy with pre-snap motion and different things like that to really stress the movement, lateral movement and discipline of said linebacker. So just, those are guys that, that absolutely have to make make plays. And then, of course, Jalen Carter, you know, Keith, he was the best defensive player, you know what I mean, for this for this team yep. last week, right? You know what I mean? He, he was an absolute stud. But, Keith, he only played, I think, a total of 40 defensive snaps. So you already know, right? So he played 40. Jordan Davis played 35. You know what I mean? Like, so when you look at it, he's going to have to play more snaps if Fletcher Cox can't go because he has allowed him to have, like, with his presence, Fletcher Cox can just kind of be, like, a legitimate, like, rotational guy where they don't have to use him snap in and snap out at his age and let him just be fresh legs late in games and stuff like that to push the pocket and be the big beast that he is. Jalen Carter, and then you think about what we talked about, the center, Garrett Bradbury being out, and they're starting Austin Schlotman. You know, he's going to be the, the starting center. Jalen Carter. That's not a good combination. Go dominate, man. Like, you know, <laughs> so you need to go see him go out there and, and ball. But I'm going to tell you, Keith, straight up, like, John, I think their big big play slate is going to get the, the, the test of um, Justin Jefferson, right? He's going to more than likely follow him all over the field, stuff like that. I really am interested in seeing that battle between Josh Job, who I really liked a lot coming out of Alabama, versus Jordan Addison. I'm really gonna watch because I'm 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 I want to see with Kirk Cousins, will he like okay? Are you going to test big play slay? I don't know. If that's a great. I mean, it's Justin Jefferson, and I get it, but you got to be a little more calculated. You can't just force passes 
into tight coverage because you know that that's what I think last year uh, Slay was able to kind of yeah he did. No, Justin I Jefferson. Think he, he might have had an interception in that game also. Like he I did, a, he, he did. did a pretty good job against Justin. Because I remember him talking trash too, whether it was on Twitter after the game or something like that. Like he, there was some type of back Slay's and forth. Gonna talk. Slay, Slay yeah. gonna talk. <laughs> so DP, Slay my question talk. would be: you you brought up the matchup, Josh Joe versus Jordan Addison, and they're probably gonna be in one on one situations. Who are you going mm-hmm. with? Who do you think win that battle? And is, is that a key matchup to determine the outcome of the game? I think it could be. You know what I mean? Of course, it all rest, relies on the not even the arm, the mind of Kirk Cousins. Because if he starts keying in and zoning in on and having tunnel vision for just Justin Jefferson, they're going to get blown out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're going to they're gonna lose this game. But if he starts spreading the ball around and, and forcing the Eagles defense to play him honest, I think he that could that put that potential matchup of Job versus Addison could dictate who wins this game for sure. And I think when I look at this situation, Keith, Josh Job, you know, strong physical corner. What was one of the knocks on Jordan Addison? Didn't handle physicality well. But he's such a twitchy, quick route runner that can separate. And Josh Jones was a little tight in the hips. So it's like, this is like, to me, a matchup of, like, this is a perfect matchup because each of their strengths is the other person's weakness. Uh-huh. So if I'm, I'm looking at it from this, I'm going a, I'm to a lean on Josh Job because of the pass rush as well. I think Kirk Cousins will have to get the ball out of his hands, which will then kind of speed up the process. And, 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 and jo- Josh Job doesn't have to cover for as long and dealing with Jordan Addison, right? Like, I don't know if yeah. I want him dealing like post corners, double moves and different things like that, because once he, like you can get him on them stop starts type of routes and everything. But if you, if you make him cover quick, he can get a quick, you know, quick two hand jam, be physical, kind of erase uh, Addison at the, at the line of scrimmage. I think he can do that, Keith. Yeah. I, so if, if I'm the head coach, that that's that's my winning formula right there. I'm trying to isolate Jordan Addison on Josh Job or whoever the, the the Eagles now second corner would be right without without Bradbury being there. And that's even if you have to leave, you know, eight guys in for protection, right? And only put three, you know, put put a couple Facts. people out there. Just I'm trying to isolate that situation or find some way. And we know that you know McConnell, McConnell does a good job of Kevin O'Connell uh, does a good job of motioning too right like so giving a lot of free releases and stuff like that so some of the same stuff he does for justin jefferson i think if he does for jordan addison jordan addison could eat right and this is not a fantasy football podcast but he's on my fantasy team dp i drafted him right and so i'm hoping that jordan addison goes off i didn't have i didn't play him last week dp i didn't have him played and i messed up that was part of the reason why i lost right i made bad decisions was a bad gm but i'm putting them in this week now my last question dp last matchup right because i really like what we're doing going through and talk about matchups real quick before we have to transition when they played the eagles last year they didn't have tj hawkinson right mm-hmm. that was a trade that was made later on so now that tj hawkinson is there we're talking about the middle of this defense right so we talked about uh what we talked about Reed Blankenship, right, being out. So yep. it's a combination of Justin Evans, Terrell Edmonds, Sidney Brown. I want to ask you, we're going to focus on the young guy, Sidney Brown. Do you think that that's with his skill set and also with TJ Hawkinson's skill set, is that a matchup that you feel that Sidney Brown could win and, and could hold his own in? I think he could hold his own, Keith, and I think he's he'll be up for the task, right? Mm-hmm. One of the most impressive – one of the most impressive – moments of the draft you know of watching his tape was watching him battle sam laporta 
You know, it was, what I mean? it was, it was fun enough. both ways, right? It, it was just like it was. This is this is good on good. I like this. <laughs> dog on dog, and crazy enough, Sam Laporta is also in the NFC uh, North, no. just like T.J. Hawkinson. He actually replaced T.J. Hawkinson with the Detroit Lions. So I think you know when you look at Sidney Brown, man, he's just cut from that different type of cloth mentally, where I think he'll be very much up for the task. The big thing is going to be, okay, if they get him matched up one-on-one, will the height advantage of a TJ Hawkinson, right? You're talking about putting the helmet higher. If it's one-on-one, skinny post, one-on-one, uh, deep over the bender route, stuff like that, you know, and, you know, quick sit routes. Can he post up Sidney Brown and use his body to catch the ball in the paint and keep, keep that little guy on his back? And not allow him, you know, not well, Sidney Brown's not a little guy, but he's shorter. So, like, you know what I mean? Use that that height and that arm length and wingspan advantage. Because I think Sidney Brown could, he's athletic enough. I believe that he could absolutely be in TJ Hawkins' hip pocket if they put him man to man, let him be physical, disrupt timing. I think he can do it, Keith. You know what I mean? He showed it on tape that he can do, he showed it down at the senior bowl. He was out there covering wide receivers. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? At the senior bowl. So I, I'm I'm I think he could. It just all depends on, you know, how O'Connell tries to isolate, you know, TJ Hawkinson. How does he try to attack that matchup in those in-game adjustments? What do they call it? A game, the game within the game. I would love to see how see see how this plays out. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you and I and I, I agree with your overall sentiment that he can hold his own, right? I think there, there, there's, there are going to be times where T.J. Hawkinson does a savvy veteran move, right, and, and gets open on him. But I thought that that was a key element to it, right, that they didn't have T.J. Hawkinson last time that they played. And interested to see, yeah, him going against, you know, some of the younger guys. But DP, let's keep this thing going, man. We're on to what? To segment three, man. Segment three is what? That is the game predictions. We're ending this show with our game predictions. We talked about. You know, matchups, we talked about who's in, who's out. We talked about which young guys to look for. Now we got to put it all together and then come up with who we think is going to win this game. So coming up next, man, we're coming up with our game prediction. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, all right? Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make picks, make your picks, and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks not the number one daily fantasy sports app around the world right now in America, in North America, all right? So what am I picking on this week on Prize Picks? I'm taking Jordan Addison over 42 and a half of receiving yards and Jalen Hurts over one and a half touchdowns, okay? So listen to me, guys. This is what you need to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's time to pick them, Keith. It's time to pick them, them Philadelphia Eagles versus the Minnesota Vikings, a game that was not a game last year, right? Will it be a game this year? Will it be a game tonight? Keith, my prediction for this game, I'm fly, Eagles fly, man. I'm picking the, I'm picking the Eagles. <laughs> I, I can't. You didn't wait long to get into this, man. I, I thought you was going to give a little tease or nothing. You just jumped straight nope. into it. I'm not even I'm not even going to play with it, Keith. I'm going Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts. I I think Jalen Hurts comes out kind of with a with a little a little attitude, right? Like the, the Patriots defense was able to kind of hold them in check and hold their offense in check for most of that game where they couldn't they didn't look like the Super Bowl runner-ups, right? They weren't dominant and that's 
Bill Belichick, physical defense on physical offense, right? The Patriots could match their level of physicality. I don't believe that the Minnesota Vikings defense can match the level of physicality and, and contain Jalen Hurts as a passer with A.J. Bryant. And that was the other thing. You talk about matchups in that game, Keith. The corners for the Minnesota Vikings, or Caleb Evans, right? All of those young guys that they have, they had no answer last year. Even with Patrick Peters, they had no answer for A.J. Brown, right? Those inbreakers, those slants, those, 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 those drag routes, those, those routes where he's winning inside leverage and, and being a big, swole Batman. Yeah, they, they, didn't know, they didn't know how to defend that, Keith. And then, of course, now Devonta Smith, you know, of course, being two years back-to-back balling, and he's, he's already started this season off strong, too. Yeah, no, I'm picking those Eagles, man. I do not believe the, the Vikings can match that physicality on offense or defense. I think both on, in the trenches, I think Philly owns the advantage, and I think they get the dub. Yeah, I, DP, while you was talking, I, I, you know, was looking. I'm like, okay, is this game home or away? Because uh, that might determine some things. And it's it's away again. It's at the Eagles again. And I'm like, how do they draw back-to-back? Because um, last year they played at the Eagles, too. And I was trying to remember. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was a away game, too. If so. I was the Eagles G- – I mean, if I, was a, if I was the Vikings GM, I'm sending the letter to, to, to the schedule. Because, like, <laughs> bro, what are we doing right now? Like, why are yeah, we – like, why? Are y'all, I, I, then I y'all sitting there on Thursday night at night – yeah, back to the we, link. We get it no. two years in a row. We have to travel two years in a row. and it's just not a divisional game. So that that's crazy. Primetime um, TV, Keith. Right. Two years in a row. Two, two years in a row. Primetime TV traveling to Philadelphia. That that that's a hell of a draw right there. But DP, I'm gonna go with the Eagles too. And I I don't have to say much more than what you said. The trenches, right? I think the trenches are going to determine this game. I do expect because I do believe it's it's early in the season. The Vikings remember getting punched in the mouth last year, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they want to be embarrassed again. So I think it's going to be a closer game, DP. I do think it's going to be a closer game. I think the the, the Eagles are trying to, you know, start getting that rhythm, right, because it's still early. The Patriots – I think the Patriots are just a good defense. Like, they're, yeah, top, they're, they're probably a top seven defense in the NFL. So they just had a formidable opponent last last week. But I do think the Eagles are going to win. Um, they're going to try to get this thing going. It's a must that they figure out the running back situation. Um, I was excited to, you know, try to – um, see DeAndre Swift in his backfield, but like you said, he was limited. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think the Vikings will put up, I think they'll put up some points just because of that secondary, just find a way to, you know, like they'll draw some stuff up and get open. But I am picking the Eagles, DP. I think the Eagles are going to win the game. And then that's, that's going to close out Thursday night football for us. But DP, that closes out today's podcast, man. And I think that was a pretty good show, man. We're talking Eagles, Vikings. Like we said, we went over everything. The biggest storylines, prospects to watch the injury report who's going to play now and then we did our game predictions like we always say man y'all tweet at us because we tweet back y'all let us know we'll be watching the game tonight let us know who you think are going to win who's going to win the game any big plays y'all talk about it how let us talk to us let us know if there any players making any plays man like we always say man shout out to our everydayers thank you for tapping in with us we definitely appreciate y'all make sure to tap in tomorrow and this week like every week we're going live on saturday we're going live on Saturday, so make sure y'all tapping with us at 9.30 Central Time, 10.30 Eastern Time. We're going live on YouTube.
Absolutely. Speaking of YouTube, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode of Locked On NFL Draft. All right. As soon as it's available on YouTube, not just comment and talk to us, but like the videos. Also hit the bell notification so you're notified when anytime that we drop an episode on the channel. All right. So as always, guys, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Thank y'all for being our everydayers. Uh, in terms of Twitter, you can find me, Damian Parson at DP underscore NFL. Keith Sanchez at the talent code. Uh, talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on Locked On Podcast Network.